Money's Crazy Mind contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Discretion is advised, but will be completely ignored. What is going on, everybody? Hopefully you can hear me. I'm not sure if you can or not. We're going to just get rid of this. What's going on, everybody? Trying out a couple of new things here with the way that we start Money's Crazy Mind here. And uh, just wanted to say Merry Christmas Happy holidays to everyone out there. What's going on, everybody? This is Money's Crazy Mind. Welcome in to the Growing Wings Adult Services Studios. As you heard, we played a little bit of those crazy, crazy, crazy bastards, the Insane Clown Posse, talking about uh, Santa being a fat bitch. And I got to admit, Sometimes Santa can be just that. What's going on, everybody? Thank you. Thank you. I like my Santa Ghostbusters hat, too. That's why I wore it. We are talking about some festive stuff here today. Uh, So that is partially why I am wearing the Santa Claus Ghostbusters hat here. Welcome in, everybody. And I just got to say... You know, I want to thank Lisa and everybody at Growing Wings Adult Services for um, helping us out with this new advanced studio here that we have here at Redline Radio. What's going on? And uh, so just right off the rip, right off the rip, I just want to say I'm a little disappointed with a couple of things here. Um, If you guys haven't heard, obviously that team that plays in First Energy Stadium has been just absolutely decimated by COVID this week, but so have several other teams in the league. And I don't know what the, the team that plays in First Energy Stadium did to convince the NFL that the game needed to be moved to Monday But I think the other three teams that are dealing with the exact same issue. What's going on, Lisa? Thanks for watching the show today. Um, The other three teams that are suffering with the exact same issue of being absolutely decimated by COVID, then their games should be moved as well. So it's not just that team that plays in First Energy. It's also the Washington football team, or DCU, as we so respectfully call them, on the Steel City Renegades. Uh, You can check that out Sunday night. We'll definitely be talking about the whole COVID issue. We're also going to be talking about uh, Urban Meyer and several other issues as well. Um, But, you know, I mean, them, the Rams, all these other teams that have been decimated by COVID, where's their games getting moved? 
Why does that team that play in First Energy Stadium have to be get special treatment? I don't understand it. But huge shout out to uh, Incredible Keepsakes for the awesome cup here. Like I said, we're trying out a couple of new things here uh, with my show here to just to see if we can change some things around with how we're using our new streaming software and everything like that. Why am I hating? Because I don't think it's fair, Tim. If you're going to move the game for one team, yes, Megan, it did just get moved. It got moved uh, today, just about 40 minutes ago or so. The NFL announced that the uh, team that plays in First Energy team um, and Raiders game has been moved to Monday night. But, I, you know, and I'm not necessarily hating, Tim. I mean, I'm just... I don't think that it's fair that you're going to change the rules that you put in place at the beginning of the season for one team, but you're not going to change it for the other three teams that are being attacked by COVID as well. I mean, th- that that's what I don't get about it. No text about it. I was trying to get stuff ready for the show, uh, playing around with StreamYard here, making sure some new features work and everything like that, just to try to uh, make the show a little bit different and to make some elements work in a way that we haven't been able to get them uh, um, that we haven't been able to get them to work in the past. Uh, so to the NFL for changing rules for one team, but not the other teams in the NFL. You know what, Roger Goodell, this is for you. You suck. All right. So let's start things off here with a little bit of sad but true news. This is a nationwide story here. We asked first, who cares? Who cares? If you're going to do it for one team, do it for them all. You know, you did it last year, I don't know how many times. Who cares? But uh, some schools have closed and other districts on high alert, and this is more for the um, Cleveland area here. uh, Story based on, but this is a nationwide story since it does involve TikTok. And this is your sad but true entry for uh, sad but true news entry for the week. I agree, monkey see, monkey do. Exactly, yeah. If it's if it's good enough for the for the team that plays in First Energy Stadium, it's good enough for all thirty teams in the league. Uh, but this is a story that says one local school closed, other districts on high alert amid nationwide TikTok threats. So uh, in Rocky River, Ohio, a local school districts and law enforcement are on high alert amid a nationwide TikTok trend threatening violence against schools. In a letter sent to parents in the Rocky River City School District, school officials are warning about a post on TikTok encouraging students to make threats of shootings, bomb threats, and threats of violence against schools on Friday. So that would be today. Uh, the district said they're working with the Rocky River Police to make sure that there's an increased increased police presence Friday. They also urged parents to advise their children against taking part in the threat. Similarly, Amherst Police Department and Avon Lake Police Department posted on Facebook that they were made aware of the trend and will make necessary precautions. St. Peter's School in Lorraine was closed Friday due to the threat. Lorraine County Sheriff's Department said that they will monitor the situation uh, we are. We will criminally charge anyone that will attempt to incite or induce panic and disrupt our school's daily activities. Fake threats, real consequences. Dave, we're going to knock off this happy birthday stuff, man, because it's really starting to get underneath my skin. 
Um, you know, it was funny the first time, the second time I actually got really annoyed and now it's just kind of causing, um, a few issues, uh, other schools issued statements as well. Um, authorities and school administrations in several states say that they have been made aware of the social media challenge, according to statements from schools and police departments in multiple states across the country. The posts to TikTok and other social media platforms have not originated in their communities and do not refer to specific schools, but are instead part of a nationwide trend. TikTok released this statement, which reads, we handle even rumored threats with the utmost seriousness, which is why we're working with law enforcement to look into warnings about potential violence at schools, even though we have not found evidence of such threats originating or spreading via TikTok. Mm, yeah, you may not have found any evidence of it because you routinely scrub your platform to make yourself look better. You know, there's there's a particular reason that I don't use TikTok. And I know some of the hosts here at Redline do use TikTok. They find it to be a, val- a valuable tool. I don't like TikTok. There's just too many things about it that make... Uh, make things difficult for a lot of people. And it's stuff like this that causes that 99.9% of the time. And I don't agree that they didn't see it. I think that they just found it and scrubbed it relatively quickly before anything could potentially happen with it. What's dangerous about this is, is that kids who need the gratification of some kind of um notoriety that they get from doing these social media challenges take the tide pod challenge and other things like that um they look to this as their only way of becoming popular and that they need it to to maintain some level of coolness and it's threats like this that cause very very bad things to happen Um, so, you know, just, just be, you know, parents, make sure your kids are aware of the potential dangers that come along with stuff like this and that come along with, you know, wanting to try to be cool by doing challenges like this. And then another story, this is not sad, but true news, but this is news, um, that I thought needed to be spoken about. Um, workers were not allowed to leave a Kentucky factory before a tornado hit. Um, survivors of a tornado that leveled a Kentucky candle factory, killing eight coworkers have filed a lawsuit claiming that their employer demonstrated flagrant indifference by refusing to allow employees to go home early as the storm approached the Western Kentucky town. The lawsuit filed in state court, accuses the company of violating Kentucky occupational safety and health workplace standards by keeping its staff at work. It seeks compensatory, whatever that word is, and punitive damages from Mayfield Consumer Products. A spokesman for the company has previously insisted that employees were freed to leave at any time Damn, ads just moved this whole thing on me. Uh, The spokesman did not immediately return a phone call seeking comment. 
The lawsuit claims that the factory had up to three and a half hours before the tornado hit its place of business to allow its employees to leave its work site and safe as safety precautions. The factory showed flagrant indifference to the rights of the co-workers by refusing to do so. Uh, as employees of the factory told the Associated Press on Tuesday, a supervisor threatened her with written disciplinary action if she went home early because storms were approaching. Kenneth Dinkins, thank you so much. I love the hat, too. Um, and actually, this was just a regular Santa hat, and I actually had an extra Ghostbusters patch, so I just sewed it onto the front of the hat. Um, this is my, my second favorite holiday hat. I have another one that has uh, Yoda ears on it as well. And it says Star Wars on it. Uh, the employee also questioned why the company did not encourage workers to go home or at least give them better understanding of the danger. Between a first tornado sounding siren sounding around 6 p.m. and another one around 9 p.m. shortly before the tornado hit. Lawsuit was filed less than a week after the storms that began Friday night destroying lives uh, and property from Arkansas to Illinois and in parts of neighboring states, carving more than a 200-mile path through Kentucky alone. Now, I have to say that I've witnessed something very similar to this happening. Um, one of my jobs refused to let employees leave early um, when inclement weather was coming along. You know, a lot of business owners and companies, um, I would have just... Uh, left I could always get another job right you know and that was kind of what uh, my wife was saying too you know but a lot of times you know especially with um, you know positions like what these guys are doing you know it's kind of hard to just walk away and there might even be something that I read about this lawsuit where the supervisor was locking doors preventing people from leaving um, and you know but I've seen this before I've seen this where, like, you know, uh, really bad snow was coming or any, you know, things of that nature. And uh, employees were, or employers were saying, we don't care. You're not going anywhere. Um, so I've seen things like this before. And it, it's just sickening that, that people would put people's lives in danger to that level. Um, so that was just a couple little bits of news that I wanted to get to today before we got into our main story. And I kind of want to talk about what sparked this story. Every year you hear the same thing. Every year you hear people arguing about what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. You know, is this movie a Christmas movie? Is that movie a Christmas movie? So I scoured the internet for hours looking up different movies that are considered Christmas movies but are not considered Christmas movies. So in my opinion, um, I think that what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie is if it takes place during the Christmas season. So anywhere between, let's say, mid-December to New Year's is what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. And I, if I know that some of my brothers in slime from the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters are watching... I'm going to hear some stuff. Um, so, uh, and we'll get into that here just a little bit later on as well. Um, so, th that to me, Friday After Next, Friday After Next is actually a great 
example of that. And Friday After Next is actually not on my list. And it was not on any of the lists that I looked up. I actually forgot about that until you just mentioned that, Dave. But yes, I would consider Friday After Next to be a Christmas movie. Like Die Hard. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, Ken, because that's actually uh, um, something that is getting brought up quite a bit around this uh, Christmas season. And uh, to uh, our co-host over on uh, Steel City Renegades, I hope you're watching Chipper because Die Hard is going to get brought up. Absolutely, Die Hard will get brought up, and I'll explain why here a little bit later on. But there's other movies that kind of match this topic as well, and uh, these are in no particular order. I just grabbed 31 movies uh, that I believe are considered Christmas movies for some of the reasons that I stated. Also, if they mention Christmas throughout 90%, or let's say 80% of the film, you can also consider it a Christmas movie or Bad Santa is definitely a Christmas movie, and it is mentioned in a list of holiday movies. This is movies that are not ever mentioned as holiday movies, Dave, which is probably why Friday After Next wasn't on any of the lists that I found. Uh, but, yes, Bad Santa is another example of that. But Bad Santa, you know, Santa is a Christmas theme. Um, so, again, these are in no particular order. They either take place during the month of December, um, have Christmas themes in them, or... Uh, a combination of any of those. So the first one, the first one on my list is Batman Returns. The movie opens with Oswald Cobblepot's birth on Christmas. The whole movie takes place during the Christmas season. You also hear Max Shrek say, we're going to give Gotham the best Christmas present that they can get, and that's the new mayor, which he's trying to make Oswald Cobblepot, uh, better known as the Penguin. Um, you know, also, you know, you see, uh, them doing the tree lighting ceremony in the middle of Gotham square, um, other, other themes like that. So to me, Batman returns is a definite, definite, definite definition of a Christmas movies that are, but are not Christmas movies. Second, and this is also a Broadway musical rent the stage show. And the movie, start on Christmas Eve. That's actually the very first line in the play. We begin on Christmas Eve with me, Mark, and my roommate, Roger. And then the movie ends exactly one year later on Christmas Eve. Castaway. Castaway. A lot of people don't think this is a Christmas movie, but think about what Tom Hanks's job was. He was a FedEx executive trying to deliver Christmas presents that were left behind. And then he ends up getting stranded on the island. And the movie ends with him delivering those Christmas presents as soon as he gets delivered, or as soon as he gets rescued. So, Castaway is a Christmas movie. Next up, we have Edward Scissorhands. That's a good one. Uh, which one? Um, Rent or Batman Returns, uh, Ken? Uh, Edward Scissorhands. The movie takes place during Christmas time. I know it spans like a year, kind of like um, years, kind of like uh, Rent does, but the bulk of the movie does take place around Christmas time. Uh, Rent, yes. You know, and that was. 
That's actually one that I get in that I have to watch every year around Christmas time. I must watch Rent around the Christmas season. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to go home and do that tonight, actually. Um, Gremlins. Gremlins. Gizmo was his Christmas present. His dad went to Chinatown and bought the Mogwai, Gizmo, on Christmas Eve and brought him home and allowed him to open it on Christmas Eve. So I don't care what my wife or anybody says, Gremlins is most definitely a Christmas movie. Yes, please. Okay, we'll watch Rent tonight. We can watch Rent tonight. For sure. I got you ain't gonna get no argument from me. Child's play. If I remember correctly, Child's Play was um his birthday present. Not Christmas present. I believe she was trying to find Chucky for his birthday. Uh, Lethal Weapon. The very first time you see Mel Gibson on screen, he (laughs) is in the back of a Christmas tree truck. And they even mention that the movie takes place in December right around Christmas time. Lethal Weapon also falls into the same category as Die Hard. Uh, Mixed Nuts. It's a uh, movie starring Leslie Nielsen, and he works as a crisis hotline operator working through the Christmas season trying to get people through. Wish Our Gizmo was as lovable as that one. Yeah, me too. You know, and it's funny because my my sister actually mentioned that last night. Um, She posted something where she's just like, Um, Everyone has that one cat that you know is the lovable one and one cat that you know is the demon spawned from hell. And my response was simply just, we all know which one of my cats is the demon spawned from hell. And when there's other people around other than me and my wife, it's our cat Gizmo. So I don't know if he got fed after midnight or if he got wet or if he doesn't like bright light. But when other people are around, he's not the Mogwai anymore. He's a gremlin. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Now, this one was actually shocking to me when I uh, hardly can be a demon, too. Eh, Not as much as Gizmo, though. Not as much as uh, Gizmo. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut. This one was actually a shocking one for me. But um, I actually went through and kind of like scanned through the movie last night after after I read that it was on this list. And it actually does say, just about every scene has Christmas lights or trees in the shot. And the climax of the film actually takes place in a toy store around Christmas. And I'm like, I'm, you know, <laughs> fast forward, fast forward. Fast. Holy shit. Oh, wow. That they're, they're not lying. This movie does. Okay. It, it'll make my list. Just Friends. It takes place throughout the entire Christmas season. It's also a pretty funny movie. I don't like Just Friends quite a bit. Uh, the next one um, is a movie that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, but that movie sucks. Well, it does suck, but it does take place around Christmas time. Reindeer Games. Reindeer Games. Reindeer Games is a casino heist movie that takes place during the Christmas season. Ben Affleck is also seen wearing a Santa suit throughout most of the movie as well. Uh, and then the next two... Alvin and the Chipmunks and Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakwool, both of which 
take place during Christmas. Obviously, the second one introduces the Chipettes as well, and it's all about them making that Christmas song that they that they do. Um, next up, we got L.A. Confidential. If you look through actually a lot of the screenshots, you know the newspapers say "Bloody Christmas," um, L.A. in uh, L.A. in December, um, and so L.A. Confidential is um, a movie that takes place during Christmas time. The cartoon was better. Eh, yeah, the cartoon's always better, though. You know, but, I mean, at least they got the voices a little bit right. Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about Nightmare Before Christmas. I actually did not put the Nightmare Before Christmas on my list, and here is why. The film does take place during Christmas time, but only 50% of the movie takes place during Christmas. If you remember, the movie starts Halloween night after they had just had another successful Halloween, and then the whole first half of the movie is Jack trying to convince the people that live in Halloween Town. And Megan, I'm sorry I'm never wearing this shirt on the air again because it screws with the green screen a little bit too much. Um, You know, then the first half of the movie is Jack trying to convince the residents of Halloween Town to... Uh, go with his crazy plan of stealing Christmas and making it their own. So that is the only reason that Nightmare Before Christmas is not on my specific list. Um, But yes, there are elements of Nightmare Before Christmas, including the title, that are Christmas themed. But that is the only reason it does not match my movie, uh, my list and you hear my wife you know batting back that is a halloween movie i'm sure there's a lot of movies that are on this list that i've already mentioned edward scissorhands castaway batman returns lethal weapon eyes wide shut reindeer games that she does not consider to be christmas movies even though they all take place during the christmas season and have christmas themes in them The Long Kiss Goodnight. This is about a woman who ends up getting into a car accident on Christmas Eve and then has to remember their uh, her life and ends up going into a coma and ends up with amnesia and has to remember everything. A lot of the soundtrack and a lot of the themes in the movie are all Christmas songs and Christmas related. Here's one where I'm going to have to try to throw a flag on myself for it, actually. Um, So, you know, here we go. Throwing a flag on myself. I almost didn't put this one on the the list, but then I went through and kind of did the same thing I did with Eyes Wide Shut. Iron Man 3. Like I said, I almost did not put this one on my list. Uh, there are some moments in Iron Man 3 that do fit the Christmas theme. Uh, there's even a scene where he's talking with the little kid and uh, Jingle Bell Rock is playing in the background. Um, a lot of the movie takes place during the winter season. Um, there's a lot of uh, Christmas stuff around in some of the scenes however i don't think that this one fits the criteria of 80 percent of the movie taking place during christmas however the movie does open on new year's eve so it does still kind of fall into that category 
Black Christmas. <laughs> a horror movie about a psychopath who dresses up in a, psych, uh, Chris, a Santa outfit and stalks a sorority on Christmas night. Don't get much more Christmas than that. Does not get much Christmas than, more Christmas than that. <clears throat> Silent Night. It's a WW uh, World War II movie that takes place in Germany where a woman is trying to convince Nazi soldiers and American soldiers to get along so that they can all celebrate Christmas together. And you should see my wife sitting here. Not a Christmas movie. No. <laughs> see, this is part of the reason why I made this list is because her and I argue about this every year, especially when it comes to certain movies. Uh, hey, hey, Home Slice. Wish I could call, but I'm still at work. Elbow deep with everything. Have a great show, Home Slice, and I'll see you on the other side of December. Mark Napick, uh, that's actually one of my brothers in slime from the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. Thanks for checking out the show. Sorry you can't call in, man, because you and I were having a little bit of, de of a debate about one of the movies that actually did not make my list, but we will discuss it on the other side of the break when we get to the break. Uh, Silent Night, we talked about that. Another uh, horrible horror movie that takes place during Christmas, and this is actually a, uh, I want to say it's a pagan uh, folktale, don't quote me on that, um, about a demon that is basically the opposite of Santa Claus. If you're a naughty child, you die during Christmas, and this demon is the one who is responsible for all of that, and that is Krampus. Krampus has become a huge thing since the movie came out. Krampus takes place Christmas Eve to Christmas Day, and it is... Um, stop ruining the list, Megan. We will get to Die Hard eventually. Uh, but Krampus is most definitely a Christmas movie. It takes place on uh, Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. It is a old folktale about a demon that murders naughty, naughty children. And if my wife keeps saying that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, I'll make sure Krampus pays her a visit on Christmas Eve. We need to watch that tonight, too. Okay, we can watch Krampus tonight. I don't got a problem with that. At least it's not anything that's on fucking Disney+. Plus. You've got mail. It's the the movie is Tom Hanks and I can't remember who the girl is in the movie, but he's Christmas shopping, runs into her and she's actually a, a, a Christmas song writer. So the whole movie is based around doing things for Christmas. Another movie that did not make my list, but a friend mentioned it to me today. So we'll talk about this one real quick. To me, this is one of the worst Christmas movies ever because it just showed Meg Ryan. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Um, it just shows the, the commercialism of Christmas, much like um, You've Got Mail does. Uh, but that is Jingle All the Way, starring Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. The whole movie, the whole premise of the movie is basically these two dads fighting with each other, trying to get their son the big hot Christmas item of the year, which was Turbo Man. But the whole movie does take place during the Christmas season. 
and is about them trying to get that one big Christmas gift that their kids want. Uh, so while it did not make my list, it is most definitely a movie that falls into that category. We already watched my Disney Christmas movies. Okay, good. So then I can cancel Disney+. Plus. Uh, this is another one that um, I'd never really heard of, but it was one of um, Judy Garland's final films before she died. Meet Me in St. Louis, uh, where the characters are trying to celebrate a Christmas together. Um, before uh, Judy Garland's character is set to be married. So it's kind of like a lot of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Uh, put a gun to my head for every single husband or boyfriend that has to sit through those garbage things. And they start those damn things in July. Ugh. You know, I like Candace Cameron Burr. I, I do. You know, I'm, I was a fan of, of Full House growing up. And um, I don't remember who the other one is that's in, like, uh, every single one of those movies. But there are other actresses out there. Oh, please, they do Christmas in July, too. Don't even start that. And October is not the, the, the time for Christmas movies. It's the time for horror movies. Uh, but Meet Me in St. Louis is one of those that makes it as well. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, another movie. Uh, a lot of these movies that hold similar themes were all written by the same man. Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, L.A. Confidential. Um, I don't think Die Hard falls into that category, but a lot of these like big-time action movies that take place during Christmas, all written by the same person, all because he likes talking about Christmas in L.A., which is exactly what Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was all about. Uh, now, here's one that is a little bit debatable, but I included it on the list uh, because several websites mentioned it. Um, in this, and that is Babe. When Ferdinand the Duck learns about Christmas dinner, he knows that for animals on a farm, that means death. All winter movies. Yeah, keep keep talking, keep talking, because Christmas Day before we open presents, it ain't Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off the Nakatomi Tower. Just letting you know. Uh, Babe, the obvious pig, does not make that connection. Even sings jingle bells to himself. So before we finish this list here, uh, we're going to uh, pay some bills here at Redline Radio. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Redline Radio. Two convenient locations for you. East side, call 216-531-7373. Or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. If you mention Redline Radio when you make your purchase and receive 10% off. Huh? Uh, what? You didn't understand that? You will by the end of this. Uh, we mentioned Growing Wings Adult Services. We are in the Growing Wings Adult Services studio. Uh, they are our partners for our state-of-the-art uh, green screen studio. Growing Wings Adult Services have been, has five years of experience of taking care of adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area. For more information, you can contact Lisa. We all love Lisa at 234-334-7547. 
And if you guys are like me and you hate trying to get your house so crystal clean that your family could eat off the floor, then you can contact Crystal Clean Cleaning Services. You're not clean unless you're crystal clean. You can call Crystal at 440-506-1355 to schedule your appointment today. Mention Redline Radio and receive 10% off your cleaning and uh, as you see my wife say there in the comments lisa is awesome yes she most certainly is Uh, we are so proud to be partnering with lisa and growing wings adult services and starting in july or i'm sorry not july january starting the first week of january all the shows that take place here in the growing wings adult services studio are going to be doing it from our new home at in Berea on Front Street. Uh, I was kind of mad at Dave that he decided to put our brand new studio in the home of that team that plays in First Energy Stadium, but gives me some scenery to flip off on our way to the studio every day. Uh, Also, um, so obviously my show, Steel City Renegades, and all the other shows that take place right here uh, in the Growing Wings Adult Services Studios are going to be moving into that new studio starting in the beginning of July or January. I don't know why I keep saying July. You know why I keep saying July? Because I want summer. I hate winter. Hate it. And as you guys see, I got my Steel City Renegades cup here. You can check out Steel City Renegades every Sunday night right here on Redline Radio LLC. If you want to get an awesome cup like this or like my black one that's from Redline Radio, which I did not bring with me today, um, which is why I'm using this one. Uh, you can get all that at Incredible Keepsakes. Uh, like Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can contact Diane at uh, uh, 440-242-9648, or you can go to IncredibleKeepsakes.com and check out all of their awesome, awesome stuff. I mean, they make uh, binders, everything like that. And they even make these awesome uh, mouse pads that we have here at the studio. As you can see, they're Redline Radio branded. So if you need anything like that, last-minute gift items, um, go ahead and uh, check out Incredible Keepsakes and tell them that Redline Radio sent you. Jeff Albert, I will not uh, say that word, but um, you can can root for that team all you want. Uh, Your cup is better. Uh, Well, we got those made by a a special friend of ours as well. But here's what we're going to do, guys. It's been about 45 minutes here. We're going to take a break a little bit early. I'm actually going to go change my shirt real quick because I, I, it's driving me nuts that it's affecting the green screen. Uh, we'll be back here on Money's Crazy Mind. I'll be wearing a different shirt, but I will still be wearing the kick-ass hat. We will finish our list of movies that are Christmas movies that are not Christmas movies. And uh, we got a poll that I did with the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters concerning a movie that is a Christmas movie but is not a Christmas movie. And we will talk about that all when we come back right here on Red Line Radio LLC and Money's Crazy Mind. See you in about 10. Like war music, make you feel the bloodshed. Kiss a 
say I'm sorry for what it's worth But the best part of you was the afterbirth If you can't take a fucking joke Then go jump in the river Nah, 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 nah And I fucked your sister If you can't take a fucking joke Then go jump in the river here on money's crazy mind um and uh sorry about that little bit of a extended break um i wanted to change my shirt because i was getting a little tired of the green screen acting goofy goofy on me uh so i am wearing actually a a redline radio shirt now and i do want to thank uh diane and everybody over at incredible keepsakes for these as well um real quick before we get jump back into the list here um i do want to say thank you to everyone that took time out of their week last week and uh even or early this week um, to extend their uh, thoughts to me um, when it comes to uh, my health. Um, I finally did get some medical attention this past week, or this week actually. Um, they're working on a couple of different things, uh, trying to figure out exactly what the heck is going on with my kidney. Um, but it is most definitely a kidney issue. So thank you to everyone who reached out to me uh, to make sure that I was doing okay. Um, it definitely means a lot 
And uh, wow, wow, the green screen just completely went out there for a second. Interesting. But anyway, um, so uh, thank you to everyone that took time out of their day to uh, um, make sure that I was doing all right and to check in on me. It's definitely appreciated and it does not go unnoticed. Thank you, everyone. Um, I will definitely keep everyone um, up to speed on what exactly they find out and what exactly is going on. Uh, but anyway, welcome back into Money's Crazy Mind. We are live in the uh, Growing Wings Adult Services uh, studio here with the green screen, which is acting goofy, 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 goofy today. Uh, Going to have to play with that before Sunday night when we go live with Steel City Renegades. As uh, as always, you can c- catch Steel City Renegades from 7 to 9 p.m. on Redline Radio LLC. Obviously, we uh, we mentioned the breaking news from the NFL earlier today that the team that plays in First Energy and Raiders game has been moved to Monday night to try to help some of the players uh, get well again so that they are able to play uh, the game. Uh, definitely, the team that plays in First Energy Stadium was probably one of the hardest hit by COVID. Um, as of right before I went on the air, they were up to 23 or 24, uh, positive cases. Um, the most recent of those that it's a big name was Jadavian Clowney. Um, obviously head coach Kevin Stefanski, uh, the midget that wears number six, at quarterback. Uh, they all tested positive the other day. There were four more, uh, defensive players that tested positive yesterday and also backup quarterback Case Keenum. Uh, So they went into the reserves of the NFL and found somebody to play quarterback. Uh, But now with all of this, it does give them a chance to get some testing uh, done to see who's going to be healthy enough to play. Um, You know, but like I said, there there are other teams in the NFL that are being affected by this as well. Um, And now, obviously, the Monday night game um, is is going to be affected by this because now what are they going to do a double header on Monday or is the Monday night game going to get moved to Saturday? You know what, what's happening with that now? Um, uh, Mimi Egan says uh, the midget. I like that one. Uh, well, thank you very much. Check out steel city renegades this Sunday night. And we'll be definitely be talking about the COVID situation, um, the firing of urban Meyer and several other things we do have. Um, Kevin Sleds from Believe Land Media joining us this week. Uh, Chipper will be back in studio. And, of course, as always, uh, coming to us from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by way of Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, Angel Martinez. And Angel Martinez is from Broad Street South, who they just celebrated their, their 100th episode. And you can check out both parts of that on Redline Radio LLC. Just search for... Um, Broad Street South, and you will find it. Uh, so uh, before we went to break here, we were t- definitely talking about um, Christmas movies that are Christmas movies, but that aren't Christmas movies. Um, my criteria on that is any film that takes place during the month of December has Christmas themes or is 80% featured as a Christmas theme falls under that category. Uh, so before we jump into the rest of the list here, uh, I chose 31 movies. We got uh, about thir- uh, 10 left here. We went through 21 of them before we went to break. We're going to talk about some of the honorable mentions uh, that I thought deserved to be mentioned. And the first one actually deals with a poll 
that I did with the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters um, because I thought it was funny that uh, we got into a little bit of a debate as to whether or not Ghostbusters 2 should be considered a Christmas movie or a New Year's movie because of when the time frame of the movie takes place. Some of the members said, um, me and Mark Napick, who you saw a comment from before we went to break, um, had kind of, he says Christmas, I said New Year's, uh, just because, you know, by the end of the movie, it's New Year's Eve, and when the Statue of Liberty, you know, drops the, you know, breaks through the top of the museum, uh, when Venkman hits the ground, he says, Happy New Year. So that's why I considered it a New Year's movie, not a Christmas movie. But I decided I'll ask the guys in the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters what they thought. And uh, I put up a poll. I originally only gave three options, Christmas movie, New Year's movie, or you're both crazy, it's neither. Uh, and they decided, uh, a couple of members decided to add uh, some of their own take in on this. As of 2 o'clock this afternoon, which is when I grabbed the screenshot, um, the results were kind of surprising to me. Um, but I'm going to check it one more time here before... I put the screenshot up because if it's changed, I want to make sure we have the most current numbers. Do, do, do. Uh, the numbers have not changed. So I will just go ahead and put up the screenshot that I took. And that is the results. Uh, because somebody uh, did not understand the assignment, we ended up with two bolts. Um, and you see here that uh, one of our members who's a little bit of a comedian said an Easter movie, but um, the the consensus is that it is both a Christmas movie and a New Year's movie. And one of the uh, best reactions that I saw to that was that the time between Christmas and New Year's is only seven days and that that uh, quantifies it as both. So I said, you know what? Can't disagree with that. It's both. Uh, so the film does take place in between Christmas and New Year's. This sparked a debate between the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters. You saw the results there. Uh, another honorable mention uh, is another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, believe it or not, called End of Days. It technically takes place on New Year. It ends on New Year's Eve of 1999. However, the film does take place over, I want to say, about a week or so. So that, to me, um, starts around Christmas. Godfather and Godfather Part 2, both films uh, do feature Christmas elements in them. Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, also uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, both of them take place in the winter, close to Christmas time. Uh, Look Who's Talking Now um, does have a holiday theme to it as well. And this is another one that a debate was sparked between me and one of my friends. Every stupid fucking Harry Potter movie, because there is a moment in each and every single one of the movies where the kids are celebrating Christmas at Hogwarts. I hate Harry Potter. But one of my friends mentioned it. So 
It got mentioned. Uh, just like Jingle All the Way. Uh, somebody mentioned uh, Batman and Robin because of uh, Mr. Freeze. However, that movie did not take place around Christmas time. Um, to be honest, I'm pretty sure the movie probably took place around summer. Um, but just because uh, Mr. Freeze has his henchmen singing the Snow Miser song does not make it a Christmas movie. Sorry. Uh, but before we jump back into the list here, let's uh, pay some bills. Uh, Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement, bathrooms, kitchens, windows, doors, siding, and so much more. Call Will today at 440-731-7654. Tell them that Redline Radio sent you, and uh, they will definitely take care of you. Uh, Wiggins is definitely helping us out over at our new studio in Berea. I uh, want to thank Will for everything that he's doing to help us out. Um, if you're like me and sometimes have to wear glasses, uh, Eyeglass Hospital can help you out, and they are the laser repair specialists. Call them today at 440-455-1026. Uh, Young's Jewelry, uh, quality jewelry since 1975. You can call them today at the exact same phone number, and I did look this up just to make sure that this was not a typo. As Eyeglass Hospital, call them at 440-455-1026. All right, so let's jump back into the list here for a few minutes. Um, And again, you know, the criteria for this list is pretty simple. You know, the movie has to take place during December. It has to have some relative Christmas themes. And 80% of the film has to take place in uh, December around Christmas time. Uh, so it looks like I put the long kiss goodnight on here twice. So I'm going to have to come up with another film for that movie's spot. So let's jump up here into, um, I was just looking to see if one of the movies I had here was already on the list or not. And it is. So I'll bring up two of my lists because I did bring them with me just in case I something like this happened. Um, but the first one that is on the list is Little Women. Uh, it's about a man trying to reunite with his family at Christmas. Um, the next one, Invasion USA. Chuck Norris kicking all kinds of terrorist ass when they're attacking Christmas shoppers. Um, I've never seen the movie, so I don't know if it's any good or not. And, you know, that that's another thing with a lot of these. I've never seen half of these movies. They were just on this list. And if I thought that the um, story matched my criteria, I would mention it. So I'm just digging through here, see if I can find one that replaces the one that I already put on here. All right, we'll go with that one. Um. You know what? I want to hear from you guys, too. If you guys have any movies out there that you think deserve to be on the list that are not on the list, let me know, and um, I'll definitely talk about them uh, while we're doing this here. And uh, we will, uh, you know, definitely, I have no problem talking about that. Uh, So the next one on the list um, is probably one that I'm going to get a lot of flack for again. But you know what? Just thinking about it and um, after taking things into consideration about it, um, it's probably one of the biggest stretches on this list, but it does take place in winter and the hotel is shut down for the Christmas holiday. And that is the shining. 
Jack Torrance takes his family to this abandoned hotel so that he can write his book. Um, obviously, we all know what happens after that. But the movie does take place in the winter because that is when the Overlook Hotel is shut down. <clears throat> the next one, I was laughing profusely when I put it onto the list because I definitely think that it deserves to be here. Um, it kind of falls under the same category as Krampus and uh, Black Christmas. But this one is by far probably one of my favorite horror-themed Christmas stories, and that is Tales from the Crypt and All Around the House. The story is very similar to Black Christmas. Um, a wife kills her husband. Psycho breaks into the house and tries to kill the wife for killing her husband. Great story. Great story. I loved every second of it, and it is definitely one that deserves to be on this list. Uh, next up, Holiday Inn. Bing Crosby opens a, ho a hotel opened only on major holidays. Christmas is mentioned frequently, and there are a lot of the Irving Berlin Christmas songs that play throughout the film as well. And it also starts with uh, Bing Crosby on Christmas Eve having a bad show, and that's when he decides to uh, open the hotel instead of going through with um, continuing to be a performer. Uh, Three Days of the Condor. This one has an interesting story behind it. Uh, Three Days of the Condor is actually one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite movies. He shows it in his movie theater that he runs every year around Christmas time because it does... Um, feature a lot of Christmas themes, has Christmas decor all throughout, and a soundtrack of nothing but Christmas carols. And the name of the movie is called Three Days of the Condor and kind of falls under the same category of Invasion USA, uh, Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Long Kiss Goodbye, or Long Kiss Goodnight. All of those um, kind of fall into that same kind of category as the three days of the condor uh so that one i thought was funny and decided to add it to this list here uh the apartment the whole film takes place around christmas um it's about friends that get together for christmas and they just spend the the entire movie talking about their christmas this next one i'd never heard of but it's one that i might end up checking out just because of what the movie was about. Um, I'm actually going to bring up the description of this one because I think it's interesting. Um, so let me scroll back up here to it. It was one of the very first ones on the list, I believe. Which one am I looking at? Yeah, that one. Okay, so this one is called The Thin Man. This movie, like all five of its sequels, all take place on Christmas. So the, the thing here on Yard Barker, which is where I got some of this list from, uh, the, the first edition of The Thin Man, which was such a hit it led to five sequels, was a Christmas story. The plot gets started when Nick and Nora Charles leave San Francisco to spend Christmas in New York, where Nick's convinced to come out of retirement and find his old missing client. And like the best Christmas holiday, they spend most of their time drinking cocktails and shooting at decorations with an air gun. There are also cl a classic holiday dinner party, 
but it ends with a murder reveal and a skeletonized corpse. Sounds like my kind of movie. And to those that missed the first part of the list, I'll just reread the movies that I mentioned. Batman Returns, Rent, Castaway, Edward Scissorhands, Gremlins, Lethal Weapon, Mixed Nuts, Eyes Wide Shut, Just Friends, Reindeer Games, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakquel, L.A. Confidential, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Iron Man 3, Black Christmas, Silent Night, Krampus, You've Got Mail, Meet Me in St. Louis, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and Babe. And all of them have their own reasons for being on this list. So let me read the description here from uh, Three Days of, of the Condor. Quentin Tarantino's newly Beverly Theater in... Uh, New Beverly Theater in Los Angeles often schedules an unconventional holiday double feature on Christmas showing Die Hard and Three Days of the Condor back-to-back. Christmas is all over the Robert Redford, Faye Dunaway, Paranoid Thriller, with carols on the soundtrack and Christmas decorations all around. The Christmas songs underscore Redford's melancholy and loneliness when when he's reporting the inexplicable murder of all of his colleagues. There's Good King Wenceslas in the background, even when Redford maybe escapes at the end. A miserable Santa stands nearby, ringing a bell, and mournful God rest ye merry gentlemen underscores the scene, and Redford ponders whether he believes in God, gentlemen, or rest anymore. So like I said, it definitely falls under the category of a lot of these other movies uh, that we've been talking about here today. Um, so the next one on the list is actually one that I've already mentioned. So we're going to go to a different movie, um, that I have to add to the list just because, Hey, what's going on, Gene? Thanks for checking out the show here. Uh, so the next movie on the list is going to actually be steel magnolias. All sections of steel magnolias are linked to different holidays, but the Christmas portion is the most wistful. The joy of Julia Roberts' pregnancy is tempered with the fear that her severe diabetes could kill her as a result. Not exactly great news. Everyone decides to focus on the happy elements of the situation, and if Shirley MacLaine's Weezer can focus on joy, well, that's truly a Christmas miracle. Besides, thematically, it's more appropriate for Roberts to die on Halloween. Uh, So... You know, a lot of the theme in that movie is Christmas, not some of the other holidays. Merry Christmas to you, too, Gene. And thank you for putting Merry Christmas in the comments and not Happy Holidays. So, Gene, if you're just watching, checking out the beginning of the show here, uh, or the show, uh, you missed the first hour and 15 minutes. Uh, We're breaking down Christmas movies that are but are not Christmas movies. Uh, So, if you want to go back and check out the beginning of the show to see what some of the other movies that we've mentioned, we only got one left and this is the one that um a lot of people give the most flack about throughout the time of the year i'm combining its first sequel in this list as well and we are going to talk uh for about another 15 20 minutes about this we're going to cut the show a little bit early uh since i am uh, uh, also dave's guest on the scoop 
here at 6 p.m., giving everybody time to get into the studio and get that show set up so that we don't have a lot of noise in the background and everything like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, ladies and gentlemen, the best movie on my list that is definitely a Christmas movie, I don't care what my wife says, I don't care what Chipper, my guest host on Steel City Renegade, says, I don't care what anybody says, What this is most definitely a Christmas movie. The first one, especially, it takes place on Christmas Eve at a Christmas party in Nakatomi Towers. And if you know what Nakatomi Towers means, that obviously means I'm talking about the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Die Hard. That's right. Die Hard is most definitely a Christmas movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's sequel. Die Hard 2, Die Harder also takes place on Christmas Eve. And yes, gosh darn it, that is a Christmas movie as well. Especially when John McClane is standing in the runway doing this with the with the things, trying to stop the plane that has the terrorists on it. Um, what? You thought I wouldn't mention the two Movies that inspired this entire list? Come on. Yes, Die Hard is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. I watch it every year on Christmas Day. It is not Christmas Day until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Towers and fight me, if you will, but I win this battle every time. And Gene agrees with me. Heck yeah, Die Hard is most definitely a Christmas movie. Okay, so here's what inspired this list. So Chipper and I got into a debate on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And like I said, my criteria is that 80% of the film must take place. I'm putting up a vote on Facebook after your show. You know what, honey? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Because I'm going to vote yes every time. And yes, on Christmas morning, when we wake up, right before we open presents, right after Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Towers, the very first thing I'm saying to you is, yippee motherfucker. <laughs> um, I may not do that. But I definitely will say, yippee motherfucker, to somebody on Christmas Day. Um. I love Die Hard. Die Hard is probably one of the first adult-themed Christmas movies I ever got into. Um, so here is what uh, Yard Barker had to say about Die Hard and what makes it a Christmas movie. And I'll see if I agree with everything that's on their list. Bruce Willis is wrong. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. Like many great Christmas movies, it's about people overcoming obstacles so that they can spend Christmas with their loved ones. Uh, John McClane's obstacles just happens to be heavily armed German terrorists. The action starts with a Christmas Eve party at the Nakatomi Plaza, where McClane has unfortunately hung up his stockings and shoes by the chimney with care. It's going to be a rough night for his feet. He leaves a gift for the evil Hans Gruber as well. A deceased cohort and a Santa hat with a sheet reading, Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. It's a blow to the terrorist seemingly in invulnerability and also a reminder that you should always make a Christmas list if you don't want to be unpleasantly surprised by your presence. 
and the final explos- explosion of shredded paper falling like snowflakes means the filmmakers are totally justified in closing with let it snow. Uh, Lee, question for you. What do you want for Christmas this year? Uh, well, Gene, to be honest with you, uh, Christmas, while I am, you know, very festive in my Ghostbusters Santa hat and, you know, we'll be watching Die Hard and we'll be watching Rent. Uh, looks like we're going to be watching Rent tonight along with Krampus. Uh, since my wife asked if those are the Christmas movies that we can watch tonight, I definitely am not going to um, dissuade her on that. Really, all I want for Christmas this year is for all of my family and all of my friends to be able to get together with whomever and whatever uh, they want to do. Uh, I'm getting my gift going home to see my son. He has no idea. That is amazing, Gene. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm glad that you get to to, to, to do that. Not a lot of people do. Um, you know, and also that everybody gets to stay healthy. I mean, I'm going through quite a few health issues here. You know, my knee got all fucked up at the end of October. I've been out of work ever since. Um, uh, you know, and now I've got this kidney issue going on. They, they're they almost positive it's a kidney stone, but they're not 100% sure, so they're running a battery of tests on me. Um, I actually have a CAT scan coming up two days after Christmas to try to figure out everything that's going on with me and what they can do to be able to help me uh, to get better. Um, you know, so I just really want all my friends and family to be healthy, be able to get to spend Christmas with whomever they want and do whatever they want to do for the holiday season. Um, you know, if I could get one gift, um, you know, it's, it's a selfish gift, but you know, I am a huge Ghostbusters fan. I, I don't hide that. I was wearing a Ghostbusters shirt in the first half of the show, but it was messing with the green screen behind me. So I ended up taking it off. Obviously I have a Ghostbusters logo on my hat. Um, it would be that, um, the new, Ghostbusters uh, plasma series figures. Um, They're all branded around the new movie, and I would love to get my hands on those. Wishing you well, Lee. Thank you very much, Gene. That, 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 that means a lot. Uh, Like I said, at the beginning of this hour, you know, um, thank you to everybody who reached out to me um, and wished me well and hopes that I get better soon. Um, You know, this has been a really hard couple of weeks with, you know, now this kidney issue plus my knee issues and everything like that. So, um, you know, yeah, uh, it's been a rough go. Um, you know, I've been cutting my show like 15 minutes early every day just so that I can, you know, take care of the kidney issue and everything like that. So, uh, today's going to be no different. Um, plus, like I said, I'm, um, I'm, uh, dynamite Dave's guest on the scoop immediately following this at 6 p.m. So I want to make sure that I'm off the air with enough time to be able to jump over uh, into the other studio and be ready to go when Dynamite Dave shows up for The Scoop um, and when Tim Buck 2 gets here to produce The Scoop. Uh, so let's wish the uh, finish this up here. Um, I agree with everything that it's said here, but there's also a few other things uh, that I think make... Die Hard, a great Christmas movie. I mean, obviously, like it says here, you know, uh, John McClane is just trying to be with his family for Christmas. His wife is separated from him, but not really. She moved to L.A. because of the the uh, opportunity with Nakatomi. 
Um, and obviously, you know, the film takes place on Christmas Eve. You know, now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. I'm actually pretty sure it's now I have a walkie talkie. Ho, ho, ho. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those movies that just, for me anyway, uh, see that you guys are moving. Yes, Studio 2 is going to be moving to a new location, Gene. Uh, Studio 2, uh, we just got a new building in Berea on Front Street, and uh, we are moving Studio 2, this fancy green screen studio, over into that. And we are also opening Red Line Graphics, where we're going to be able to do uh, some vinyl work. Um, and um, eventually in the future, we're going to move into uh, producing T-shirts and things like that as well. Uh, so all of that is going to be out of our new building in Berea. Studio 1, the non-green screen studio, will be remaining right here in the Detroit Auto Parts studios. Uh, but we are moving the green screen operation over into the new building. It just makes it a little bit easier um, and gives us a little bit more space. Uh, for me, I don't like being in corners all that much. And the spot that I'm sitting in, I'm literally touching both walls right now. Um, so I'm, I get a little claustrophobic over here, but, uh, I do the best I can. Uh, can't wait to be in the new building. Can't wait for you guys to see some of the new improvements that we're going to have once we get over into that new building as well. We're going to be able to change some things up with the way the green screens work and everything like that. And, um, with our new streaming software, we can do some pretty cool things with it as well. Um, but yeah, so die hard to me is just a, a, a great Christmas movie. Um, you know, it just, it sets up, it gets me in the mood for great big props to you guys. Uh, thank you, Gene. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll make sure to let Dave know that you said that as well. Um, uh, Gene, you, you are one of those guys that whenever you can, you jump on and you try to watch every show on Redline, and we definitely appreciate that. We, we love the support. Um, uh, so, you know, hopefully you get to tune in a little bit more. I know that you're a very busy man and trying to do everything you can for your family, and I definitely... That's for you, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, Die Hard, um, it, you know, it's just one of those great movies, um, you know, and, you know, it does cause a lot of debate. You know, it all just depends on your definition of what a Christmas movie is. You know, to me, there are those traditional Christmas movies, Frosty, uh, Rudolph, um, The Year Without a Santa Claus, um, you know, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, The Santa Claus, Um how the Grinch Stole Christmas, all of, Home Alone, you know, all of those great Christmas movies um, that, you know, you watch every year. But, um, you know, I mean, these movies also deserve their, their, you know, their due respect because they do take place at Christmas. Uh, Batman Returns, you know, like we said, the movie opens on Christmas Day with the birth of Oswald Cobblepot, who then becomes the Penguin. Rent. The movie takes place Christmas Eve to Christmas Eve over the span of one year. The play opens with the line, We begin on Christmas Eve with me, Mark, and my roommate, Roger. Edward Scissorhands. I mean, again, born around Christmas time. The movie takes place over the span of, a, of I want to say, probably about a decade or so. Uh, but Christmas is prevalent throughout the film. Gremlins. Gizmo was his Christmas present. I, that one, I, I don't understand why people don't think that one is a Christmas movie. Gremlins is most definitely a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapon, under the same token of, as Die Hard, which is my number one Christmas movie on this list. Die Hard and Die Hard 2 are my number one Christmas movies on this list. The Lethal Weapon falls under the same category as those. 
Um, Eyes Wide Shut, another one that I didn't think deserved to be on this list until I went back and watched it for myself. L.A. Confidential, Long Kiss Goodbye, Iron Man 3, and The Shining are probably my two biggest leaps that are on the list. I'm just reading the list back uh, for anybody just tuning in. Um, Long Kiss Goodbye, Reindeer Games, Mixed Nuts, Just Friends, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeak Wool. Um, Black Christmas, a, a horror movie that takes place on Christmas Day where a man dresses up as Santa Claus and stalks a sorority and tries to murder them. Uh, Silent Night, uh, a World War II movie set on Christmas Eve where, um, you know, everybody, uh, where a woman tries to get German shoulders and, uh, soldiers and American soldiers to uh, come together for Christmas. Krampus, another uh, a horror movie about a demon a demonic Santa demon. You've got mail. Meet me in St. Louis. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Babe, Little Women, Invasion USA. Another movie that kind of falls into the same category of um, uh, Die Hard and um, Lethal Weapon. The Shining, Tales from the Crypt, and All Through the House is the name of the story. It's another one that's kind of like Black Christmas. Holiday Inn, Three Days of the Condor. Another one that falls into the diehard category. Uh, the Apartment, The Thin Man, Long Kiss Goodbye, I already said, and Die Hard and Die Hard 2. And then some of the honorable mentions, End of Days starts uh, ends on New Year's Eve, uh, but uh, jumps between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Uh, Godfather and Godfather 2, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Look Who's Talking Now, every fucking stupid-ass Harry Potter movie. What's up, Tim? Um, and the one that caused the debate, and I'll put the poll back up for everybody here uh, since Gene just started checking out the show, Ghostbusters 2. Uh, it is a film that the Northeast Ohio Ghostbusters, as you can see in the poll here, rated both a Christmas and New Year's movie since the film takes place within that week. And yes, this did spark a debate between me and some of my fellow members of the group. Uh, everybody is coming into the studio here. It's getting kind of loud. We're going to cut it there. It's been about an hour and a half, about how long I thought we would spend on this topic anyway. Thanks, everybody, for checking out this week's edition of Money's Crazy Mind. Programming note. There will be no show next week or the week after since those are Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. We will be back uh, after the first of the year in the brand new Growing Wings Adult Services Studios. Can't wait for you guys to see everything that's going on over there. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Uh, Ramadan, all those great holidays out there. Happy holidays to everybody. It's been an episode. It's been a week. See you, everybody, after the holidays. Enjoy. <laughs>